and welcome to Keeping It Simple. On today's episode, we bring you part two of our conversation, Chasing the American Dream. So today we will discuss with Sachin, Ganpati and Nishal how they cracked the next huge step of finding a job in the United States. Stay tuned. So guys, we discussed the initial days, right? Up till now. Now, I want to talk to you guys about you know, the next big step, right? Once you're done with college, you know, finding a job, right? That whole journey, you know, I know it was very different for uh, the three of you. So, you know, I want to go into that. I want to start off with Nishal. Nishal, so how was the whole process for you, bro? Like, can you, can you give us a breakdown? Like, how, how did you go about maybe finding a job and uh, how did your college help you? Are there placements and all that? Or can you just go dig a little deeper and can you just speak about that? Okay. So a couple of parts to finding jobs. So uh, the different aspects to it, one is just doing your own recon, which is like looking up online, um, LinkedIn, networking, all of that, that space, that's one domain. The other part is um, something that we call career fair. So career fair is more like uh, uh, where you have a number of different companies come in and you basically pitch yourself to them. Uh, you know, what are your skills? What positions do they have? And how is that a fit to who you are and um, and what your skills are? Um, the other part is also to do with um, a career counseling center of sorts. I mean, they go by different names in different institutions, but essentially what they do is basically help students with sort of understanding what to expect from a company. Sort of, they have some uh, prep, or mock interview type situations. They help you with something called as the elevator pitch, which is basically like, uh, so if you, if you had like just, you know, like a minute or two to explain about yourself and your skills to to some some sort of a hiring manager, um, how do you do that? Um, and also like just, you know, running through your resume and scanning it with a fine tooth comb essentially. Um, so those sort of things. So they, they help you with all of that stuff as well. Is this how it works across all institutions or is there, can, an, can a certain institution have something specific? No, so for the most part, most institutions function this way only. Like, it's not a case of where, like how back home we have this concept of like a placement season where, you know, companies will come and they take you interviews. It's not exactly the same, but the concept is uh, there'll be one day where there'll be like, so where I went to school, we had like, I don't know, some 300 odd, 300 yeah, roughly about three hundred, some somewhere in that range. Um, companies that would come and set up a stall, uh, and there would be hiring managers or different teams who would have a list of different positions. So this can range from anything from like an internship or a co-op to like a full-time job. And um, some companies will be looking for just undergrads. Some would be looking for graduates. Some would be looking for a special specific specialization. Um, things like that. So it's about. So it's like this whole, you have to do a lot of pre-work in terms of understanding, um, you know, what companies are coming, what what are they looking for? How do you fit in with that? Um, so that's a great avenue to um, advance into like getting into the corporate side of things or getting like a job. Um, the other side is also just using your own network and um, reaching out to different companies or um, staffing agencies and um there are multiple ways to 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 get into a company. So, yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. Ganpat, like for you, so how how was the whole process? Uh, how soon after your, you know, uh, college did you 
you know find a job what was the whole process like you know did you have a lot of options uh, nishal mentioned a few things that one can do before you know going going up for these career fairs and all that but was there anything special that you did to maybe prepare for it and like if you can get into that yeah sure achu so uh, for me i obviously uh, went through the same process that nishal did and i think he's done a very good job of summarizing things um obviously i did a bunch of mocks which really helped me but uh, i think more than anything else i think it was just you know moving here and as soon as i moved here even before my first semester started i'd gone through an interview process to to work with the university and i was working with with the lab uh, within the university and it was the first time i was working with you know uh, people from different backgrounds uh, people with different uh, different strengths and you know areas of of interest so that actually helped me um, you know acted as a conduit for me to like move like transition from a student into like you know corporate america because the mentors who were helping us on that particular gig uh, were working for one of the big market research organizations so i i sort of built a good rapport with them and i could uh, actually go in and get an internship for the for the for the summer and then i worked with them for a couple of semesters and then got into another gig which was a co-op with Michigan's largest energy provider uh, i was working with with data with uh, data and analytics actually with their center of excellence so that was sort of more relevant to my uh, to my domain and i think that is why i sort of picked that over my previous sort of uh, internship because i wanted to get as close as i possibly could to my core domain and and that happened but i couldn't Uh, actually convert either of those internships into a full time position uh these things happen all the time especially because of uh, the visa complications and um, ultimately i had to go back into the drawing board uh, right around the time of graduation uh that's when i sort of sat down with a lot of my peers and a lot of my seniors and asked them questions and you know the, the networks that i had built previously i could leverage those to actually start applying for jobs again and it wasn't really it was a little i did i was a little tensed about it but also considering that i had some previous experience in the united states i was able to put put my best foot forward and i was you know actually quite positive about the fact that i'll i'll end up getting a gig i ha- i did have to wait for a small period of time but but then i was finally able to get a fi- full time position uh, with with one of the largest uh, earth moving and equipment manufacturing companies okay okay interesting basically i think networking i think all over the world i think is very important if you need to you know get ahead you meet the right people and you know to find you know what suits you we always need some guidance but it's interesting i want to speak to sachin right now so sachin i had a very i know he had a very different journey and sachin like i'd want you to like speak about it and uh, also uh, maybe uh, if you can delve into the mindset of things about how you how you took the whole thing and how you finally overcame it if we can you know discuss that so i think you sort of segued into the idea of uh, mindset right away uh, implying that uh, the journey for me was quite different i think in terms of uh, what is required to be done and what the options are both ganpati and nishchal covered everything but from a very personal standpoint uh, i tried most of those stuff uh, probably not uh, as good as uh, both nishchal and uh, ganpa tried i probably uh, didn't do a good job at it but um unfortunately it took a while for me to uh, land my first gig i 
had to wait, I think, close to six months, uh, seven months before I could land my first job. Um, and it was a difficult period uh, because, you know, the looming large is the uh, significant amount of uh, money that you poured into your education, uh, which needs to be recovered. So that was sort of like a sword hanging over my neck. So, um, you know, I was I was fighting against time because, you know, you only have a year to sort things out um, because uh, the three of us fall under what is called a STEM category uh, in terms of education. We have uh, one year of what is called an optional practical training, uh, after which you get a two-year extension because we fall under the STEM category, which is science, technology, engineering, and uh, mathematics. Um, so I had to land a job within a span of a year. And uh, every day that went by without a job was, uh, you know, building up the anxiety towards, oh, you know, what is it going to be? How is it going to work out or how is it going to pan out for me? So I had a great set of friends um, who I met at uh, USC. They helped me tide through that. They, I stayed with them. In fact, I stayed with Ganpati for a while too, if Ganpati remembers. Um, I stayed at his place for, I think, close to uh, half a month or close to a month. Uh, that was fun too. I mean, we explored a little. I was also able to build some contacts uh, over there. Uh, and eventually, you know, um, I had to get over <clears throat> uh, my fear of, uh, you know, meeting new people and uh, taking the strive forward, uh, being a little bit more proactive. So all of that helped at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, Maja. So, yeah, so your situation was unique. Right. So, and I'm, I'm sure like, uh, every uh, Indian student who go abroad, right. Uh, to the U S I'm sure uh, many of them would go through a similar situation where they don't have a job for a while. Right? So what I want to know is how, what can a student do, uh, while they're, you know, figuring things out, what can a student do to, you know, survive? What can they do to maybe earn some money? You know, like how easy is it to survive or is it really hard if you don't get a job immediately life can get like really intense so if anyone can talk about that i guess i think i'd, I'd want to hear what ganpath has to say about this uh, see the thing is obviously uh, one of the things that you could potentially do like from the start is try and get a gig within the university right like you're you're bound by restrictions to not find any alternate outside of that like you need to work with your educational institute so you could just I think that's also part of the whole like experience because a lot of a lot of students who come to universities here, uh, I didn't necessarily have an opportunity to do that, but they pick up gigs where they're working with the canteen, uh, they're working with the the center for learning, they're working at the gym. Uh, I know a couple of people who really worked as referees for a basketball game, right? Uh, these are the things that you don't usually notice in India, but these are the things that you could potentially do to earn a quick buck. And they're also like a fun experience. I feel like somebody who picks up these jobs is, you know, exposed to a lot of different things, which could come in handy at a later stage. Uh, but yeah, those are the few things that you could st uh, kick things off by, you know, starting somewhere there. But slowly and, you know, strategically, you need to sort of move into a position where you're doing something that's relevant uh, to your career. So you can transition from that role into like a TA, like a teaching assistant 
or a RA, which is like a research assistant. I think Nishchil has worked, uh, I think, either of one of those gigs. So he can throw some more light on that. But I think it's also about like, you know, getting closer to your career goals within the, the educational institute itself. And then, you know, sort of using that to get your next couple of gigs. And also, you know, if you don't uh, get your, you know, gig quickly enough, then it's sort of, you know, you you are paying a little more, you are spending on your living. But I think it's also part of the whole deal. Like when you leave India, you, you, you need to be prepared for it. And considering how much you're spending for the two years uh, of, of studying, the additional couple of like four or five months is not a big deal, but it might also, you know, if, especially if you're not, if you're, if you're prepared for it, then it's fine. But especially if you're not, it could, you know, pose uh, sort of, it could become uh, a little hard to handle. But I think uh, at the end of the day, you just need to be patient and wait for your right opportunity. I just wanted to add one thing to what Gunpa had mentioned. It's, it's important that you seek out avenues that sort of uh, help you gravitate towards your uh, area of expertise or um, the area in which you're uh, hoping to create a, a career for yourself. And I've noticed this a little uh, where people sort of get carried away when they're working in an area that's not very relevant to their um, career goals, uh, where the, they, they, they don't remember to see the big picture. Um, I mean, sure, you, you're at that point, you're doing that to make the quick buck or to be able to you know, um, reduce your financial burden. But it's also important to move on to doing things that are more relevant to your career. It's a different thing that you might not, not everyone might get the opportunity or something, but it's important to be mindful that you make an effort or or, or uh, uh, definitely give it a try to see if you can um, get, uh, get something that is more relevant to your area of uh, expertise. Right, right. Sachin, so uh, what was the case with you? Like, were you able to find such things related to your area of expertise or uh, was the journey entirely different? And is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, uh, while working on campus, I was in a completely different field. Uh, At that point, I was just trying to make ends meet. Uh, I did not uh, find a job relevant to what I was working at at that point of time. But I did work on campus uh, and I was able to uh, at least meet my uh, daily expenses and monthly expenses so uh, that was that was okay that that was self sustaining in in some way um but later on uh, what did help me sort of you know get into the career path that i am at right now uh, was uh, broadening my uh, search uh, in terms of everything relevant to what I was doing. So, you know, when I, I started off working as a test engineer, although I did a little bit of design, I started working as a test engineer. Uh, and that kind of helped me uh, build a network and also a little bit of skill set that uh, helped me catapult into what I'm working at right now. Cool, cool. So, uh, I, this is something I really want to know. So, cracking an interview, right? All you guys have given interviews here in India. And obviously now you've given interviews there, you've cracked, cracked it or whatnot. Uh, so tell me uh, maybe one thing, one or two things that really stood out to you guys, right? About the whole process. I know uh, we cannot generalize it based on your experiences because each company is different, but I'd like to know what stood out for you guys and maybe what the difference is between maybe how things happen back here uh, in India and how things happen there. So with, 
interviews and stuff the first difference that i can think of right off the bat is about how um a lot of the times the evaluation here that i noticed was more uh, like a holistic uh, evaluation um it wasn't just based on which school you come from um what your grades are that's not the biggest criteria if anything um and they were more interested to understand about who are you as a person uh, how do you work with teams uh, what your personality is and things like that um of course i mean given the fact that you probably have a graduate school degree and you've done some amount of work or research in your area they it's sort of they 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 understand that okay you have some degree of technical background and you probably know your stuff to to a good extent um what they're trying to evaluate is how you trying to apply that learning in a in a real world scenario or um how would you fit in with the company's culture and things like that so that's mostly what they're looking to evaluate um and that's that that had been my experience you know, with um companies as well um most of the ones that i interviewed with that's mostly what they were looking at um i don't necessarily think i was asked too many hard um technical questions and things like that it's not like they you know gave me a whiteboard and said okay here's the problem go ahead solve it um uh, it was more about talking about things that were on your resume if you had projects then going into some details of what did you learn from that project um talking about things about how did you manage the project if you managed if you were on the managerial side of things um just those small learning aspects um was what i primarily noticed um and contrary to how we have interviews um back home there there are certain times when you'll have like um enormous number of people applying for those positions right and you have things like you have stages where you'll have like group discussions and um you know a number of different things uh, yeah I, i don't think i ever I, i ran into any of that here um it was interviews sure they did have stages but it was more uh, a case of where it would always be one on one type um so you'd have maybe like a telephonic interview a couple of times um and then they'd probably fly you out or whatever get you on 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 site uh, at the companies uh, to have your interview and if that goes well then they usually sort of extend an offer so okay now i want to ask you two things before i move on to the others uh, the first thing is what according to you was something you did very well during your interviews that really gave you an edge as the first thing and the second thing is how many companies did you apply for and uh, how many of them did you clear or what not so if you can get into that okay so for me i think um, the the thing that worked for me was um, most of my work that i had done was doing and was hoping to do was all in um, similar areas and for me i think that was like a a strength that gave me some confidence that okay you know i've been working on these things in related areas for some time now so i sort of have some understanding of how it would be um that i think gave me some confidence um and the other booster was for me was um at least when i was finding my full time job was the fact that i could build off my um internship experience and my research experience so my my research as well was funded by um the same company that i was hoping to um get my full time job with and so the the company that i did wind up working for um 
yeah i i sort of understood how their ecosystem is and what their expectations are so um that again was a give, good um confidence booster um with regards to how many companies i applied for uh i think i did six i think probably uh yeah six and i interviewed with four of them right 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 yeah. uh sachin bro so tell me uh like speak about your interview experience what you thought stood out uh, in regards to the process of the whole thing and also if you can get into what you think really helped you crack your interview and uh, how many did you apply for and how many did you finally clear so in terms of how many i applied for i think i don't have an exact number but i can tell you where it runs into three digits um because you know i was out of job for close to 6 months or so so i was applying significantly to a large number of companies uh, on a daily basis um but in terms of experience i've had phenomenal experience i've met wonderful people some of my interviews actually went really well uh and uh, i mean i've maintained a, a personal connection with my interviewers at some point and they've also gone ahead and given helped me out with uh, building my network f- to further develop or find opportunities for my career so that way you know it 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 sort of gets into a very personal thing you know it, you it's about how you interact with people how uh, comfortable you are in your shoes and how you can really sell your talents um initially one of the mistakes that i made is although i could interact and uh, build a g- good network with people um they did not apply to the right jobs so some of them they did not sponsor international students or um you know there were issues with regard to some defense project that they were working on so they couldn't take on international students uh at some other points there was also issues with uh, my resume um where i was underselling myself so you need to um build your content pretty well so the university helped me with that they have their own departments to help uh, people build uh, or improve their resume so all of that you know cumulatively helped me land my gig uh, at the end but it on the whole it was uh, a great experience every time you go through it you learn something new you learn to improve your pitch you learn to improve certain nuances that comes into the whole thing i should say awesome 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 uh, bro like uh, you didn't get into the differences between maybe the indian way of doing things again i don't want to generalize but in your experience so yeah there is significant difference between um, how it is done in india and how it's done uh, out here over there you know uh, at least from personal experience i'm not generalizing or i'm not trying to generalize it was all you had this uh, um, you know you have your placement cell they help you develop a resume and it's common across uh, all different branches for almost all the students so the resume is sort of similar uh, between everybody um, and you know there's no unique selling point that stands out in your resume so the conversation that uh, the interviewer has with you um, it starts off with their requirement the position requirements uh, and then you know to start off the conversation they also build off on what is written in your resume so if there's nothing that's uniquely sticking out um how can you expect them to start a conversation so you have to sort of develop something unique to yourself 
and that i think is very different from uh, the indian process where you know the conversation does not start off with uh, what is unique about the candidate um, it just is a general aptitude based evaluation uh, and then you know it just goes into how well you know your subjects and stuff like that here it's more as mr previously mentioned how well will you fit into the team uh, how can you um, you know are you receptive to learning new things quickly um and those are some of the skill sets that they look into for a candidate they don't expect them to uh, be the perfect fit right off the bat but they expect them to fit into that uh, soon so uh, i think going back to your question achu uh, it's it's funny how i can't compare the indian system to the system here uh, because i i didn't get to a stage in an interview where i could where i was one on one with a uh, with somebody who was interviewing me right i didn't even get to that stage but but it was different uh, but i you know i can't really say it's the same ball game there for, for me from india to here because in india my my degree was in mechanical engineering and the positions i was applying for uh, for you know whatever short period of time it was uh, whatever few chances that i took were with companies that were looking for for people with analytics experience and i just didn't have that my degree here in my masters degree was in business analytics so just the first step itself like things fell in place because that's what i wanted to do that's where my degree was there were no gaps so having said that what was different uh, from from my experience is i never got a chance there to express myself right uh, here it's mostly about presenting because that's a big part of an analyst job and they let you do that they let me do that and i've i've actually interviewed with a host of different companies from very different backgrounds right like i've worked with one of the biggest retail giants in in the us i've worked with one of the biggest consulting firms here and and even the company that i'm working for for now i think the 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 one factor that tilted it in my favor was at the end of the interview they said we are going to give you like 10 minutes uh, because they had asked me to you know build a data science project and they said take this 10 minutes to explain what you actually did and you can use you know you can uh, show us a demo you can show us like a dashboard you know the time is yours and that's that's the sort of environment where i thrive in so i could just easily tell them okay here's 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 what i've built i shared my screen i'd actually built a dashboard for that project and i could show them what i'd built and i, I like right on you know on the fly i could tell them here's here's how i think here's how i approach this problem and here's my solution or here are my insights that i've generated from you know going through this entire process so just that freedom for me worked really well and the fact that you know they were ready to just sit back and listen to what i had to say and then question it and then to sort of prod just to see how i think i think that worked really well and i've seen that happen on on a lot of occasions like like with the retail giant i had like this interview where there were four other people interviewing just me and they handed over a case study and i had to think in front of them it's sort of so weird when people are staring at you and you're asked to think about a problem like half the time it's also like a stress interview that's built into the system right because they're staring right at you and you need to and you need to think despite that so i did fairly well on that but i still think i should have done better and and if i had done better i would probably have got that gig 
but you know overall the interview was amazing i still harbor you know d- dreams of working with them again and they were really sweet uh, you know in spite of everything they said you know we really enjoyed talking to you uh, we were looking for somebody with a little bit more experience but you know stay in touch and let's see if we can work together again so overall it was a very pleasant experience and i think at least the hr that i've met so far have been really kind especially when things don't go your way they're really sweet and they're really nice to tell you that you know this didn't work out but you know that does not mean you know we are we are judging your candidature you can always come back with renewed skill sets um with something more to offer maybe apply to a different position and we'll be more than happy to consider you again so that's been my experience so far right 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 uh, i think uh, you know before uh, we move ahead uh, i don't think the listeners know what your backgrounds are so guys if you can take a minute and uh, speak about i think ganpati covered it i think if sachin and nishal if you guys can speak about what you guys studied in college so for me um i am from like a we all had the same uh, undergrad background right so we were all from the mechanical engineering uh, background uh, and most of my work and my graduate degree uh, was catered towards uh, automotive um and that's the domain in which i sort of work in as well um automotive um, so primarily um, cars ajit uh my degree was more oriented towards uh design um and then i i am now working uh in an equipment manufacturing test equipment manufacturing firm so uh yeah i i do work a little bit on design but i also have responsibility in terms of uh developing products that are oriented towards testing as well cool cool so there's one thing i want to speak to you guys about so one big thing for me i think it's uh, because of my personality right so interviews are generally a little scary okay like because you're going to meet uh people you've never really met and they're going to judge you based on your skills and what not so it's a difficult it's a scary situation to be in and uh you know when when i think about that happening in a different country i think at least in me the fear is multiplying right did any of you guys have that issue and if you can maybe quickly speak about how you guys overcame that in terms of fear i think uh, a couple of aspects to this um sometimes it also really depends on your interviewer um if they're um you know what sort of personality they are uh but one thing that i've noticed is a lot of times they start off with something that's light you know try and get you comfortable and situated um so that's a, that's a trait that i've noticed with the um, the interviews that i had and i don't know how many people might know of this but uh, a, a very common topic to start off a conversation with is is to start talking about the weather uh i've been coming from uh india when the first time uh people were talking about weather, i was like why do people talk about the weather so much so small talk is, is is usually something that's uh pretty big out here um but it's it's just the way is is it works as a good sort of you know icebreaker you know small talk it can be anything random stuff uh, um and then you sort of gravitate towards talking about um the more relevant stuff and things like that so that's something that's uh, that i've noticed um and also um i think it's also got to do with the mindset with which you approach things right um 
um sure yeah the interview can be the determining factor but it's also about got to do with about the pre work to that interview right uh, you've put in the time and the effort to to build up your skills and things like that right so um it's about believing in yourself that and saying that okay let me give this the best shot i have um and maybe it's got to do with my personality as well but um and, and i think everybody can uh, it might differ for everybody but at least the way i, I approached it was was more uh, from a standpoint of well um it's not just that one event that would determine the outcome but also all of the work that's happened before that that would determine it so so during the entire process just give it your best shot like um be it, you know educating yourself about the right things or getting relevant experience in 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 the areas or um staying current uh, with all of the developments in that area and things like that uh, and also doing some amount of recon about the company where it's heading what they're doing um in in all of this just helps you be a little more confident and relaxed in the interview because you sort of check most of the boxes in terms of okay i think if if they would approach these sort of questions then i kind of know what um my answer would be for these sort of things and that's where i think um, a number of us were talking about mock interviews before and a lot of times those also come in handy because a lot of you might not be like sort of caught off guard essentially so so that's that's sort of been my observation for me there there are a couple of scenarios right i tend to do really well in a situation where it's like oh i've applied for a specific role and i know i've i satisfy all the requirements versus going into a gig which is a little bit of a stretch for me uh going into a little more technical details like i'm you know i'm really comfortable doing an analyst job uh all domains because i worked across verticals in like sales marketing uh procurement anything right like i'm very comfortable with that especially because i feel like i have business knowledge and you know technical stuff i've always known but when it comes to something like data science it's something that i've picked up and you know i'm good at it but again there's just so much to know i go into an interview like that having a little bit of doubts and i think that that is when i'm not at my most confident best right so i think it's mostly finding the gigs which really align with you know what you've done so far uh, especially because i'm for me it's so mental right if if i feel like i'm prepared i'm just so confident that you know despite whatever you know stress tests there are uh, whatever questions they whatever curveballs they throw at me i can i can answer that but again if it's something that's so far out of you know your your comfort zone that you have to like stretch and you know try and be somebody else it's just like you know a really hard thing for me to do um but but despite that for me it's also an understanding that if somebody has asked you to fly uh, you know to a different city to a different state to come and interview with them then it's it's actually that you know they they also value their time so for them to invest time in you it's also a sort of uh, reinforcing it sort of reinforces the feeling that they also have seen something that's really valuable in you and that's why they've invested their own time in you so i take a little bit of confidence from that into the interview and say hey you know it's not just me who's coming halfway there's a senior director here sitting you know who's post postponed his meeting or who's pushed his meeting to be here interviewing me so they they have seen something in me and it's it's you know the onus is on you to bring that out and to give them enough reasons to actually hire you 